This is Linda Cohn from ESPN Sports Center, and you are listening to Glittergate, the podcast. It's a fabulous fantasy football league podcast. And something that you should always remember, please embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. Introducing your hosts, Murphy Rule, Commissioner Birch, and Dr. Chad. Welcome into Glittergate, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Murphy, joined by my best friend and co-host, Justin Birch. Commissioner Birch, welcome in. Hello. How are you feeling today? Doing wonderfully. I'm feeling pretty wonderful, Is Ned too. Is us tonight? Um... Ned might pop in. Uh, we, we don't have Chad. I don't know why. I don't think he's feeling very well. Maybe it's because his team did not make the playoffs. I don't know. But I'm feeling great. My team made the playoffs. Your team made the playoffs. My team made the playoffs. It wasn't super pretty. A 7-7 seven and seven record is not exactly what I envisioned going into this year. But I finished in the five spot and happy to be where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the three and I, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, but we've got a uh, pretty pretty stacked episode for you guys. We'll go ahead and get started with our matchup breakdowns, and then we've got all of our other fun, all of our other fun stuff as well um, with no Chad. Um, but starting off this week, we've got uh, Post versus Zach. Uh, it's Daniel Post season versus Just Do It Dadu. Uh, Post took this one um, to a, with a final score of one hundred nine point four eight to ninety six point six. Um, he moves on to the playoffs. Dadu just couldn't do it this season or this week. Um, and honestly, it's taken about 14 weeks. Post may have finally found his quarterback. Um, Jared Goff, solid week for him. The Detroit offense is, is moving moving along in the right direction. Um, 26 fantasy points for Goff on the week led, led the way for his team. Um, all of Post's running backs showed up this week as well. He had 20 points from Eckler, 12 points from Pierce, and 15 points from the new Jets running back, Bam Knight. Um, his receivers, though, not a good week. Not a good week at all. Um, CD Lamb didn't show up. Christian Kirk only had seven. Greg Dortch, zero point six eight, which is never good when yep. you're when you're. I don't even know how you get that. That that's a weird score. Uh, it was return yards only. That's that's odd. Zero um, catches. Yeah, Foster, I don't think they had a target. Foster Moreau, zero points. So yeah, I mean, rough rough for post receivers, but great for his running backs. Um, on the other side of things, uh, Zach was betrayed by his running back one this week as Nick Chubb had an underwhelming week. Um, he did have some solid showings from his receivers, though. A.J. Brown, been great this year. D.K. Metcalf, also great. Um, they both got 15 points for him, but it just wasn't enough for him on, on the week and really on the season. Uh, with the loss, Zach unfortunately clinches a sacco berth, finished 10th on the on, on, on the year at 5-9 and nine. Um, post. Clinches the fourth seed overall with the win, and finishes the season at nine and five. Yeah, it was a rough week overall for the middle of both of these lineups. That that Greg Dortch and Foster Moreau thing. Whenever you look at this matchup initially, your eyes float straight to that bagel, and then you're like, "Oh, there's no way." And then you look up and realize you won by thirteen. Um, it's crazy. Uh, Waddle had a really rough week, which was out of character. Tyreek Hill made up for it on that Dolphins offense. He went crazy as usual. But the biggest difference to me shows up down in the defense and the kicker. Um, there was a huge, 
huge disparity in points there. Jacksonville put up 11 for post. Pittsburgh failed. Zach, man, sometimes it, you don't always have to ro- roll with the home team. Which man. is – it's so wild, though, if you look at – if you like, I'm just looking at the scores. The Steelers won or lost 14-16, to 16, a much much closer mm-hmm. game. The Jaguars game was a 36-22 barn burner shootout, and the Jacks got 11 points. Um, it just – just the way the cookie crumbles, but yeah, I mean, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Post will have an interesting, interesting go of things. Obviously, we don't have chat on the episode, so there's going to be no injury breakdown. But it's going to be interesting to see what he has to do with Damian Pierce because he's going to be out for the next, I think, three weeks is is the timetable yep. on him. Uh, so no Damian Pierce for Post means he's going to have to fill that running back slot, which I mean he's deep at it, so I mean it's not going to be the worst, but. Playoff yeah. Lenny, play, playoff Lenny might be might be uh, shaking off the dust for post this 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 week coming up. We'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm the one who gets to play against him next next week. I get posty in the first round of the playoffs. Well, good luck to both of you, but congrats on the win post. Nicely done, Zach. I'm sorry, man, but it's it's been a good season. But you still playing for the for the Sacco, so hopefully hopefully things go better. Nice job, post. Congrats, buddy. Next up, we have my worst ET enemy versus hashtag I'm still trying. Chad versus Dehan. In a week where Chad really needed a victory to be able to sneak into the playoffs, the injury bug bit hard. Man, T. Higgins going down basically like right before the game with no news or anything. Putting up a bagel. It just totally killed Chad. Between him, DJ Moore... Ramondre Stevenson going down, Travis Etienne putting up a crap sandwich. It was it was a rough week for Chad. Kirk Cousins had a solid showing, um, but that's really all that he had going for him this week, unfortunately. And then you got Dehan's side of the ball, where his team didn't do amazing either. His defense put up a negative four, kicker put up three, Mari Cooper, who's been killing it, put up only five point two. Devontae Adams, despite putting up three catches for 71 yards in the first half, I don't even know if he saw a target in the second half of that game, which is crazy because they lost. Um, But Miles Sanders and Josh Allen pretty much carried Dehan to the victory here. The neat stat on this one to me is the fact that Dehan could have played either of his quarterbacks, and they were within .02 points of each other in scoring, Geno Smith and Josh Allen. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, this this matchup, I was watching it because Chad, Chad tilted pretty early in this one, just saying he had no chance. And I just kept on watching the score, and it was it was pretty close. And honestly, it was it, it was just like, who who wants to lose this game is really kind of what it came to. Because both teams were, were pretty underperforming. I mean, Chad got really good weeks from his special teams, from his kicker and his defense. Meanwhile, Dehan did not, um, as he got negative four. But, I mean, it, it came down to who really had the better players. And surprisingly on the season, it's it's just been consistently Dehan. Um, even even with a shitty week from Saquon, I mean, Miles Sanders and St. Brown did enough to really kind of warrant it. And, I mean, like, it, it's funny. In a week where his studs really don't perform, it's Pat Fryermuth and Isaiah Pacheco that, like, really put him over the edge. It's just and, – and, and those aren't bad players. So, I mean, it's it, – it, no. He's got a good team. It's it's interesting, and and Chad's 
the T Higgins thing is, is frustrating. I'd be so pissed if I was saying, and everybody has been I, so pissed because you, man. they man. apparently he, for those that don't know, he like tweaked his hamstring in the warmups and like no news came out about this at all. But there after, was no fantasy life, nothing. After the game started, it was like, oh yeah, by the way, he tweaked his hamstring in the warmups and he's not going to play. And it's like, how the fuck do you guys miss this? Like, how does this? And it's not like T. Higgins is like not like a, a major part of that offense and a major receiver. So the fact that he just didn't, he didn't get anything on it was was rough. But I mean, it sucks. It, was... be- it it really sucks because I mean he could have pivoted to a better options. I mean Pickens, Jameson Williams, any one of those would have been a better play. Um, not that it would have made it, not that it would have made a difference, but it still it's just frustrating to see that bagel in there. It is, and it's just uh, we got one ceiling play out of the entire matchup, and that was Miles Sanders. I don't know. It, Kirk's, Kirk Cousins might be a ceiling player, getting twenty five points. No, well, that's true. He did have a solid run there. I mean, that's he was playing against Detroit. If you can't stop Detroit, you're going to put up a ton of points against them because it just becomes a shootout. Detroit is like the lesser version of what the Falcons were in twenty seventeen. You're going to put up a ton of points. A the much, other team's got to put up a ton of points, too. A much, the Falcons are good enough to guarantee they put up more. A much a much lesser lesser version of that. Let's let's be honest there. I mean, at least the Falcons, yes. could, oh, yeah. at least the Falcons could stop somebody. If well, and I guess they couldn't really stop anybody. Let's, let's not let's not go. Let's not dig up old wounds. But yeah, no, we're not digging up old wounds. But that's that's how that team was built. It was built on an extremely strong and fast offense. And you know what? The defense will do just good enough that we can outscore the other team. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Chad, I'm sorry, man. That, Rough go. I mean, you needed the win, and your team just disappointed you. You, you were your own worst at the enemy. Yeah. On the other hand, congratulations, Dehan, on making it into the playoffs with a relatively decent chance to place for once. Yeah, man. Congrats on the number two seed. Nice job. Good season. You actually get to pick a game next year. God have mercy on our souls. Nice job, Dehan. Congrats on the win. All right, our next matchup, we've got Birch taking on Brando. That's going nuclear versus raging dumpster fire. Brandon took this one, final score of 134.08 to 108.02. Brandon finally got his receivers back, and boy, they made up for some lost time. Um, Jamar Chase got 23 points, and Jerry Judy went off for almost 30. I believe it was three touchdowns um, for the Broncos. They they really rode this last week. Um, also worth noting for him, Donovan Peoples-Jones had another solid week. This week got 16 fantasy points for Brando in the win. Um, on the other side of things, Birch, once, you were once so deep at quarterback, and I'm not really too sure what happened. Actually, I know exactly what happened. Um, but starting Tyler Huntley, did you no favors this week, got you only six points. Um, really not a whole lot to cover on this one. I mean, you had solid performances from your running backs, Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry really started off ridiculously amazing. I thought he was going to have a great game, and then he cooled off pretty pretty quick. I mean, 19 fantasy points is a is a great week, but I thought it was going to be one of those like 40 or 50 point weeks for Henry. Um, they stopped winning it off in the second half. I think yeah. he had six touches in the second half. They went heavy pass, and I'm not entirely sure why. I have no idea. I mean, it didn't. It obviously didn't do him any favors because they they were getting they were getting their ass kicked. 
Um, but with the win, Brandon moves to 5-9, and nine, just good enough for a meaningless 10th place finish on the season and netted him another Sacco appearance. Um, with the loss, Birch falls to 7-7, seven and seven, but you secured the fifth seed for the first round of the playoffs, and yeah. better to be in than out. Any thoughts on this one, Birch? Yeah, the the injury to Huntley early on t- pretty much spiked a, I mean, spiked me. It was it was rough. Uh, as soon as he went down, and I realized he wasn't coming back, I knew it was going to be a tough climb. Um, New Hopkins against New England kind of struggled partially because his quarterback went down in the third play of the game, and I mean. Belichick game plans primary players out. That's what he does. I'm curious to see what Mark Andrews does going forward, though. Um, with Tyler Huntley possibly at the helm this Sunday, career, we don't know. His career with Huntley at quarterback has been really, really good. good. Really good. Like 120-plus yards, touchdowns. Like He's had a really good weeks with Huntley as a quarterback. So if... If they're gonna stay together, I mean, I think I think it'll be a good good showing. But I don't know. He's gotta be. Dobbins looked. He really, practiced today. Dobbins looked really good this week, and I don't know. Dobbins if, looked really good. I don't know if they're gonna keep trying run trying to run the ball now. Now that maybe they just don't trust their quarterback, and they're gonna try and just keep it together while Lamar's on the shelf until the until the playoffs start. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Though. I mean, what blows my mind is that they've they still find ways to win. Like, that team has zero passing options outside of Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson went down with an injury. The team overall on the offensive side of the ball looks to be in shambles, yet they walk away with a W week after week after week. They know what they're doing. It, I mean, Har- I hate I hate Harbaugh. I hate both of them. Um, but yeah. they know how to coach. They know how to win. Um, they're, they're both very good football minds. Um and they don't they don't do too much. I mean, I think they let, kind of just let the game come to them a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I it's Baltimore is just a consistent franchise. They're they're I think they're very similar to Pittsburgh in that in that aspect where even when their players are out, they're still going to compete very well. And I think that leadership just comes from the top. Yeah, those teams are well motivated, well coached, and honestly, the best thing the Ravens did this year, that hard push they made to strengthen their defense around the trade deadline, like going to get Roquan and uh, Robert Quinn to strengthen the middle of that defense, it just completely changed that side of the Yeah, because their defense wasn't great in the beginning of the season, if, if, if I'm, if, unless I'm mistaken. Like, they were they were kind of just pedestrian or average or even below average. I think they were, they were really you remember that Miami-Baltimore game? Yeah, that's right. It was a huge shootout. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they definitely shirted it up. So we'll see how the playoffs go for them. Uh, they could be a dark horse Super Bowl candidate. It would be very, really interesting. If Specifically if Lamar comes back and is, can do Lamar. He's got to come. Well, he's still auditioning for a contract. And right now, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Randy. <laughs> I just had to go for it. Why not? Uh Okay. But congratulations, Brando. Kind, it was a valiant effort. Kind of congrats. I'm sorry. Sorry, Tank couldn't do do you any favors and get you to the playoffs. He had one job. He had one job and he failed. He failed miserably. But on the upside, you still have Dicker the kicker on your roster. So enjoy that <laughs> and congrats on the win, Brando. Good luck in the sacco.
Next matchup is just the two of us and Murphy's football team. Murphy's football team took this one down with a score of 120.66 to 81.3 out of just the two of us. Tua did rather poorly this week, putting up 12.6, but that was better than Murphy's quarterback. Poor Kyler Murray went down on the third play of the game, and it does appear that he has torn his ACL and he's done for the year. That's a crushing blow to the Cardinals and to Murphy's team at this point. Well, luckily he's got Watson down there on the bench. That trade he made with Brando a week and a half ago is already looking like it's going to pay off at least some. Um, James Conner had a solid week despite going down at one point. They thought he was hurt and then came back in and just continued to do well. Um, Justin Jefferson did Justin Jefferson things. 223 yards through the air on 11 catches is insane. That was a big part of that Kirk Cousins big week that Chad had. Um, Dawson Knox had a solid play. With a weird touchdown. I don't know if you saw that touchdown. That was a cool-ass fucking play. Like, over-rotation, barely got the ball to the line. Yeah, not the the player I would expect to make that type of move. But, yeah, it it looked cool. (laughs) It it really did. It really did. And then you had Kansas City's defense come through with 15 points for you. They had a solid showing. And Devonta Smith had a great week. On the other side, Corey had just a rough week all around. Joe Mixon was okay. Zay Jones continues to amaze. He put up eight catches for 77 yards and touchdown, 17.7 points. But everybody else kind of came in under and came in a little flat. He had quite a few come up under five points or right at five points. And that was the difference in this one. Murphy had a solid showing and Corey's team just didn't really show up this week. Yeah, I'm not excited about having to face Corey again next week, though, because it's really difficult. It's like in real life to beat the same team twice in a row, so it's it's going to be interesting and fun. Um, the thing I do, like, obviously not having Kyler Murray the rest of the way is going to hurt, but it, in a way it's probably going to benefit my team more because I think they're going to lean a lot more on James Conner moving forward. I think that's a possibility. Um, it, as long as he can stay healthy... I definitely nobody, see that. There's nobody possible. taking. There's nobody taking his carries. So I mean, as long as he's on the, as long as he can True. literally just stay upright, I think he's gonna just get the ball force fed to him. The the biggest problem that they have is their upcoming two games. They get Denver and Tampa Bay the next two, well, which are both pretty stout running defenses. Yeah, but Denver, like I don't, I think it's still gonna be close though, because Denver's not gonna put up a bunch of points on the board, specifically with Russ now out and. That's Denver, very Denver true. Less in a couple weeks. I mean, um, who knows? Maybe they'll fucking do better because Russ hasn't really done that much for him all season. But mm. yeah, it'll be interesting. And I just, uh, I just gotta say it. I love Justin Jefferson, man. That man is <laughs> is ridiculous. I, I'm a little upset that <laughs> I'm the only thing I'm upset about him is that he didn't score a touchdown because I had, I had, <laughs> I had a gambling line where he he was my sixth of he I would have had a six for six parlay and won a, won a couple hundred bucks had had he scored a touchdown, but. Beyond, beyond uh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm. He's the bee's knees. He's, he's fantastic. He is definitely worth the first round pick. I will give you that. Um, there aren't many wide receivers that I feel that way about. He is probably the top of that list. Um, even though I think he's, he's not wide receiver one, is he? 
or he might be after this week. I know Devonta Adams was going into, or Devonta Adams was number one last week. Let's see. Yep. Nope. He's back to position. He's back to wide receiver one. Okay. He's he's one, and just out of, As, just out of curiosity, Steph Diggs is four. There's it's yeah. I've I've had they they the two of them have fluctuated. I've, I think I've had they've been one and two at points in the season, so it's just it's it's fun, it's fun to have them. Oh, I I completely believe it, and it it's very fun whenever those running backs that you drafted in the third and the fourth that you were banking on having so much out of. It's nice that they're finally doing what they were drafted. To I do. have no idea how Zeke is still fucking functioning as as a positional player at this point because Tony that's. I, Tony Pollard is is far and away the better better running back, but every week they're both good for like fifteen points about each. So I mean, I'm not gonna fucking complain. There, that's cool. I'll take it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're riding that relatively easy schedule. They they got to play the same divisional schedule that the Giants got to play. Yeah. But congratulations, Murphy's football team. It was a solid win, and you're on to the playoffs. Corey, I hate it for you that you lost, but you're on to the playoffs too. So congrats. Yep, hopefully it works the same next way. Me love cookie! Um, 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 um. All right, next up we've got Trey matching up with Tank. That's Pitter Patter versus Baby Got Dak. Trey took this one with the final score of 86.18 to 71.06. Honestly, this was probably one of the more important matchups of the week just because it determined that final eighth seed. Trey was able to just barely squeak out a win. Um, he was led by his kicker in defense. Um, always Trey just getting solid performances from his special teams. Um, Justin Herbert also showed up pretty well for him, getting 19 fantasy points. The rest of his team was pretty underwhelming, though. Um, honestly, all of his position players had under 10 points, with the exception of Brandon Ayuk, um, who's probably going to have some solid value moving forward, thanks to the injury to Debo for the next couple weeks. Um, Tank... He just remains cursed by injuries. There's really not much else to say here, so I will spare him and just say, just keep doing your best, buddy. Um, you're trying. You're rolling out a lineup every week. There's not much else I can say for you, man. I just I feel bad over just your shitty luck. So, um, with the win, Trey keeps his re- repeat repeat hopes alive, clinches the eighth final spot, moves to six and eight on the season, facing Mitch in the first round of the playoffs. With the loss, Tank secures his Sacco appearance, finished the regular season twelfth overall in the standings, finishing at four and ten. My question to you, Birch, just because I'm curious about this and just want to see your opinion on this. What the fuck is going on with Mike Evans, man? The, the dude is is almost always just automatic for a top 12 receiver. Um, he's 22 in the season right now, and the last couple weeks have just been rough. Do you have any thoughts, opinions? Brady can't throw the deep ball anymore. Mike Evans has lived and thrived on catching the deep ball and catching touchdown passes, and they're not getting close enough to the end zone to throw touchdown passes as often as they used to. And Brady's just not airing it out anymore. He's hitting the underneaths. He loves his tight ends. He's hitting the dump-offs to Fournette, and he's hitting Chris Godwin on the intermediate routes. He's not throwing the ball more than 20 yards in the air. It's wild because he's still getting targets, too. I think last game he had like nine targets. He's at four or nine. 6, 11, 11. I mean, early, middle of the season, he was doing really well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five. I think this is his sixth week in a row with under eight fantasy points. It's just you don't see that that often from him. I mean, he's usually, I guess, like a, a boomer bust type player a little bit, but not to that degree. He's usually, I mean, he's not like he's not like a Tyler Lockett. I, I usually see, think of him as, as a little bit more consistent, and he just hasn't been there the last few weeks. 
So I was just curious if you had any opinions on that. It, yeah, it's. I think big part of that is, I think it's the quality of targets. Yeah. He's always been very good at being a contested catch receiver. And Brady's just not throwing balls that are in a position where he can make a play. Like I remember specifically a couple of them this past weekend where the, the ball was just off target. I mean, it it wasn't in – he's got a wingspan, and it wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, Brady's looked rough. I'm just curious if he's just sandbagging on it the whole season just because he knows that he's going to walk away with the division title regardless. And he probably – honestly, dude just has to show up, I think, the next couple of weeks, and they're still going to win the fucking division, which is just sad. Like, yeah. Uh, it, what's sad is the Falcons could still possibly win the – the Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers can still win the they're division. In, they're in. They're they control their own destiny. If they went out, they win the division, which is insane. That, wouldn't that be funny if they ship off like literally all of their quality players, a couple of quarterbacks in the season, and they still manage to win the division and make the playoffs? That would, that would be funny to me because that would really fuck up their long term plans. But it, it's crazy to me the team. I like they need a quarterback more than anything, and they have a shot at going to the playoffs, and basically putting themselves out of the chance of trading, drafting any of those quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft. Yeah. Although I mean, the way the season's been going for at least college, I I think a lot of those high quality quarterbacks might be falling a little bit lower on the draft board than we initially expected. I think it is possible. I mean, I think that's actually. I want to say we talked about this one time earlier that quarterbacks going in those first five, six picks may be a trend that we're not going to see anymore. Like last year, maybe the new norm. It's just, I, I heard rumors about Bryce Young possibly going back to college. And I, I someone told me that and I was like that you're, you're fucking, you're dumb. That's stupid. It ain't going to happen. Um, but why not? No, I mean, he, I, I, I just think he's going to be a first-round pick. Like, I don't know why you would want to do that to yourself and, and put the potential. I mean, you, you play three years in college and you try and avoid type any type of injuries and tearing your knee or anything like that. I mean, you tear an ACL and, and you go from first-round draft pick money where you're looking at tens of millions of dollars to fall into the third well, fourth round. And, and, I mean, you're still getting life-changing amount of money, but it's not the same. Well, well, the thing is, he's already getting life-changing amount of money. That's a good point. NIL... That's a very good point. He's already got it in his bank account. See, that's that's the that's the kicker. Now they they have incentive to stay because the question is, can you make more on the NIL deals next year as a senior who's an instant Heisman candidate walking in, or are you going to make more on that rookie contract for the first year? That's a good question. I mean, I honestly. Probably, probably only any an NIL deal for Bryce, just because he's getting that Dr Pepper money. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, it it's an argument that I hadn't thought about yet. No, but makes sense. I mean, this it may end up being a path to more four year players. That's a good point. Well, we've gotten in the weeds, so I'm just going to say congrats on the win, Trey. Nice job. Congrats, buddy. Good luck next week against Mitchell. Congrats on the win. And our next matchup is the matchup of the week. It is Tweezy BBC times three versus the Tilt Man Cummins. This is Mitch versus Tweezy. And 
Jalen Hurts continues to show why he is the front runner. Odds on to win the MVP for the regular season this year. Um, he put up 30.38 points, continues to throw the ball very well. That that was my biggest knock on him coming into the year was that he hadn't shown that he could throw the football. All right, he has shown that he can throw the football. He is very good at football. Um, <laughs> CMC is finally starting to blossom a little bit more in that new offense that he's with. San Francisco, minus the fact that they can't keep a quarterback healthy this year, looks relatively good. I mean, looks really good. That defense is solid. Um, Tyreek Hill continues to do Tyreek Hill things, even though he got kind of hurt in the game and was on the sideline for a good little chunk there. But, I mean, he still found a way to put up 22.1 points. Uh, Mitch's team had a very solid performance. Tweezy's team wasn't a slouch, though. Um, Pat Mahomes put up 19.78 points and continued his tear. He still somehow managed to throw three interceptions, which was odd for him. Uh, Mike Williams coming off of the injury showed what he can do. Um, they definitely missed him. He put up 20.6 fantasy points. Debo even put up 12.4 points before he went down with his injury. Unfortunately, Tweezy's going to have to survive the rest of this year without Debo. It doesn't look like he's going to be around for the next three or four weeks. Um, Juju continues to impress in that offense, and the New England defense was disgusting. They put up 19 points. But unfortunately, none of it was enough to take down the tilt man cometh. Mitch took it down with 123.58 to 118.08. Yeah, you were t- you talked about the the Kansas City game. That game looked like it was going to be such a huge blowout. I think it was 21 nothing in like the first like 2 minutes of that game. And then all of a sudden Denver just woke up and Russell was like, "Oh, I can run the ball. I'm I'm going to do that. I'm I'm going to throw Jerry Judy too. That's going to work." It was just interesting how that worked out. I mean, Mike's had some rough luck lately. Um, I just looked it up. The man started seven and two. He's lost five in a row. He's mm-hmm. seven and seven. He had a great start to the year. I just I don't know what happened exactly. I mean, he's got Kamara, who was on by this week. Kamara's net. Kamara, Kamara's been underwhelming the entire season. What is he on the season? He is running back twenty one on the season. I would not. Yeah, I, I mean, would not have even put him that high, to be honest. If I, if you would have asked me to rank him two minutes ago, I mean, Tweezy's been riding Mahomes, man. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes that's, has been amazing, and Juju has been a big part of it. It's funny he hasn't been the biggest part. Kelsey's the biggest part. It's funny how wrong all of us were on Patrick Mahomes. Everybody. Us the like, he'll be all right. Us the experts, everyone was like, "Yeah, I mean, he'll be okay, but he's not gonna. He lost his biggest weapon, like, and and Kelsey's getting older, so I mean, he's gonna fall off. It's only logical. No, man, he's the QB one, and it's it's by a wide margin. And he's throwing no look underhand passes. Now, that was so. fucking ridiculous, man. That that little just scoop to to McKinnon. Uh, Speak, speaking speaking was so gross. Speaking of rough go for for Mike having McKinnon on his bench, twenty eight points. Yeah, that's a lot of points on the bench. Just sitting there. McKinnon's carved out a role in Kansas City, that's for sure. Um, He has. He's definitely the pass catching back. The last last few weeks, he's he's been very involved. Um, And not even that. I mean, like, his his running game has looked good. Like, he's averaging, like, I think, like, four or five yards a carry. 
little old Georgia Southern boy. Always nice to see one of those do well. So, is Jeff Wilson done for a little while, or is he going to be back next week? I think he's supposed to miss some time. Um, I haven't gotten any official updates. Um, He didn't practice, I think, today. Um, Tomorrow is usually our first big injury Tomorrow's a big one, yeah. Um, But I think it's going to be more Mostert next week. I would think so as well. Curious to see. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit earlier off the thing. Mitch is going into next week, and he gets to play against Trey, but Mitch is one of the few of us that has not been hit by trades yet. He has not, and we all know trades can be a very tricky disease. I mean, he's I think he's beaten Trey once or twice this season. Fool me once. Can't get fooled again. I mean... It might be coming. You better you better make sure that you're you're wrapping your whacker. You're you're ready to go. You're vaccinated. You want all the trades, just work you can possibly get to avoid that disease. I don't care personally. I don't care who comes out on top. It's still pretty gross though that Mitch put up 123.58 points this week, and he had Montgomery, Alave, and Christian Watson all on by. I mean, he's he's got if if Jeff Wilson does does miss this week, he's got he's got options. But he's fine. Julio Jones was a starter this week. I think he's going to be just fine. But congrats on the win, Mitchell. Nice job. Congrats on honestly the season, first place on the regular season. Mitch gets his money back. Congrats. Good. And Tweezy, you gave him a good run. You might not have won this one, but at least you're in the playoffs. You get to choose a game. Yay! No repeat Sacco. We will have a new Sacco this year. It is not going to be Mike T. So congrats on that. And now it's time for your move of the week. And this week, our Doe of the Week, I just hinted at it just a little bit ago. It's going to go to Mike T, unfortunately. Um, Anytime you've got someone on your bench going off for 28.9 points um, and you just happen to lose by just a a smidgen by under five points, it's got to be you, man. I'm sorry. Um, Honestly, looking at your roster, I'm not really quite sure. Probably Michael Carter. I I probably would have started Jared McKinnon over Michael Carter, but... It's a rough one, but on the upside, you've earned back to, back-to-back dough of the weeks, so whatever that means to you, congrats. Um, but congrats on the widow, Mike. Good luck next week. You need it. Go. Go. All right, now for our ooh of the week. Uh, it's kind of a dual ooh, the first of which being Trey for beating the odds and being the man to climb atop the mitten heat down there and be the one to scrape his way into the bottom part of the playoffs and have his shot at making the crazy Cinderella run for the championship. Congratulations on getting there, sir. Despite putting up under 90 points this week, you still managed to sneak through and get the win you needed to solidify your way into the playoffs. And then Dehan is the other ooh of the week because somehow 
Mr. Hashtag I'm Trying tried well enough all year to float in as the number two overall seed, destroying his average of probably, what, ten and a half place or something like that? Yeah, I feel like regularly on the season, usually he averages anywhere between, like, I I would put his over-under at, like, four and a half wins as, like, an average if you were going to, like, if you were going to do the numbers and crunch how much you average out each season. So he's ten wins in the season just blows that out of the out of the water. So congrats, Dehan. You've had a pretty good season. We'll see how the playoffs fare for you. Uh, but nice job. Um, I'll kick it over for some news, notes, and noteworthy transactions. I don't really have much to cover um, this week because I haven't really done a lot of research. Um, but I will cover the one team name change. Uh, Tiltman cometh. Mitch has updated his team name yet again. Outside of that, I don't believe there were any other team name updates. Um, the one thing I will touch on, just because, like I said, I haven't gone through the waiver order, and I don't think there's really a lot of, of big transactions, but uh, the playoff bracket, I figure that's that's kind of good to touch on. Um, we've got the 1-8 matchup. We've got Mitch taking on Trey. Uh, the 4-5 matchup, we've got Post taking on Birch. Uh, the 3-6 matchup, it's me taking on Corey. Um, and then the 2-7 matchup is Dehan taking on Mike T. So it'll be interesting to see how the playoffs go. Um, Sacco bracket, just just to keep in uh, keep it honest, um, we've got the nine ten matchup. We've got Brandon taking on Zach, and then the eleven twelve matchup. We've got Chad taking on Tank. Um, and again, just a reminder for those that don't know, you lose twice, you are the Sacco for the season. That's how that goes. I think ESPN has a little weird, different format, but we don't operate by that. So if you lose Only twice, the first two rounds count for the Sacco. If you lose twice, you're there. So that, that's all I've got. Birch, do you have anything else to add while we're recording and while this is going live before we move on to the postseason? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. Well, good luck, Glitter Gators. I wish everybody the best of luck. I hope you guys get everything you guys want for Christmas, and I will talk to you in the next couple weeks. It's been another wonderful season. Enjoy, everybody. Good luck. Peace. Embrace the sparkle.